You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Cardinals for once again, Thursday, March the 10th. See a couple of you in the comment section already popping in on YouTube, a live edition of Locked On Cardinals. I believe just my third or fourth live show ever. So thanks for tuning in today on this glorious, glorious occasion. Hunter says, let's go. Tonster 2, Trevor Story, you are St. Louis Cardinal. That's a bit ambitious, but I love it nonetheless. As baseball, if you're if you miss the news, the lockout is officially or just about officially over as it's set for ratification here in just a few moments as it was set to be being started just about 5 o'clock or uh, 6 o'clock Eastern. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. We could see some, some cardinal news. We could see some free agent breaks. We'll get into that in, in a little bit. But I just want to kind of recap where we've been this long, this this brutal journey that we've been on together through the last couple of months, almost 100 days. I think if you told me on December 2nd that this lockout was going to be 100 days, I might have believed you. I might have said, okay, I can understand why it's going to be 100 days, but I don't think I could have predicted what did happen in those 100 days. We saw 40 to 45 days of uh, of no negotiations, of no deals being passed back and forth, and then we saw just a couple of really not even offers being spent back and forth as you know just kind of getting an offer out to get an offer out and then we saw two 15 17 hours worth of negotiations back to back weeks two Tuesdays in a row we were really close to a deal and then we we realized oh there's just one other thing that they're going to slip in at the last minute and now we're we're not going to get a deal done until we finally got the international draft done picked figured out terms to that today and then we all know what happened after that cba agreed being ratified hopefully as we speak and free agent frenzy is going to start i think that at the beginning of this process it was a a redo of 2020 because in 2020 we saw the shortened season we saw that the two sides kind of bicker back and forth it wasn't even about player safety necessarily it was about hey how how can we get paid how can this stuff happen how can we get the, the most amount of money allocated properly so then we thought, uh-oh, we're going to have some labor disputes coming up here um, in, in a couple of years, and we did see labor disputes. Uh, Cash Nelson asked, when does free agency start? Uh, that will start uh, just a couple moments uh, once, the ratific- once the two sides ratify the CBA. Once it becomes official, more of a formality, free agent frenzy is going to start. could be momentarily. I got my Twitter lined up here as well in case any news breaks as well. So thanks for that question, Cash, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, but somehow... Some way we, we got here. I think especially with the reports of the last couple of days of, oh, is it really in good faith? What are the reports saying? I was really ready to bear down and not see baseball happen until May or June. You know, Flag Day, <laughs> Father's Day. Those two dates came to mind in terms of, hey, this might be when we actually get started here. And now we've got baseball in, in less than a month. Opening day scheduled for April the 7th. We'll, we'll see because we're going to have another round of negotiations when it comes to that international draft. Because I mentioned that international draft was agreed upon today. The terms for negotiations were agreed upon. So they have until July 25th to renegotiate it. Um, And if they can either stick with the status quo, keep it the way it is, and keep the qualifying offer attached to the 
free agents. You know, that's a lot of that's a big thing that Union did not want. They do not want the qual or not the qualifying offer, the compensation, the draft pick compensation attached to free agents. That's one thing that they want to get rid of. So we'll see what the renegotiations happen about that around July 25th, or even if we get that far. But this new CBA, I think. You know, we saw it get turned down by the union in terms of uh, the executives and then get voted 26 to 4 in favor of it by the players. Uh, the Cardinals were one of the teams that did did not approve this. That's, that's kind of sad to see, to be quite honest with you. But let's just kind of do a quick rundown of what we're going to see in this new CBA. Minimum, we're going to start with the minimum salary. 2022, it's going to be $700,000. Jumps up to $780,000 by 2026. The competitive balance tax threshold will start at $230 million, and it will increase up to $244 million in 2026. So if you're under that, then you don't get taxed. If you're over that, you do get taxed. Uh, the pre-arbitration bonus pool, $50 million to the end of this is according to an article on MLB.com. MLB and the MLBPA will jointly develop a statistical method to allocate those funds. There's also a draft lottery picked. The top six selections will be awarded via the draft lottery. The odds are based on the reverse order of winning percentage with the bottom three clubs each at 16.5%. Like I already mentioned, the international draft. Some rule changes that will not be in effect this year but will be in effect in 2023. Um, those will be comprised based on a committee of four active players, six members appointed by Major League Baseball, and one umpire. Other interesting tidbits that, that, that could impact the Cardinals here in a little bit. Contracts for arbitration-eligible players will be granted. Top prospects. This is a key one that I'll talk about in a little bit. Top prospects who finished first or second in the Rookie of the Year voting will receive a full year of service. So if you... Because the service time manipulation was all over the place. We saw Randy Rosarena get Rookie of the Year in his what felt like his fifth year in the major leagues. So that that's an interesting one. Also, clubs promoting top prospects to opening day rosters will be eligible to receive draft picks if the player finishes at the top three in the Rookie of the Year or top five in the MVP or Cy Young Award. We have expanded postseason. 12 teams with the top two division winners receiving a bye. Universal DH, that's also big for the Cardinals. And player may only be optioned five times per season. That's big as well uh, because you know we don't want to see a John Rebia 2.0 going up and down, up and down, up and down. It really provides a lot more stability for the players and saying, hey, you're only going to be optioned five times. That's the max amount of times you're going to be optioned. That, that's where the CBA lies right now. And again, free agents, free agency could be starting here in a matter of moments. Um, I've got, like I said, I've got my, my Twitter uh lined up here to see if we've got any news because I think that the Cardinals could be decently active. And I'll go more in-depth tomorrow. I see we've got some questions lined up. I'll go more in-depth on tomorrow's episode. I wanted to get a live episode out today. I wanted to see what you guys have thought about because throw me your questions because to, to wrap up the show on segment number three because this, this will still be about half an hour just like a normal show. First segment, second segment, third segment if you haven't tuned in before. The third segment, I'm going to answer some questions. I've got some questions. One comes in from my twin brother, Thomas Smith. Shout out. He, uh, he asked, for, asked a question. I'll get to that in the the third segment. So fire your questions in the YouTube comment section um, or reply to the tweet as well if you're watching on Twitter. Uh, I'll try to answer those as well. Uh, going to take our first break and take just a quick moment and then we'll get into how the CBA impacts the, the Cardinals and get a little bit more of a Cardinal focused perspective. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you about this new book from Tim Tebow called Mission Possible. Because if you're ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go, Mission Possible is for you. It's written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete Tim Tebow. It encourages you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and creates a life 
for yourself that counts. Ignite a new spark in your life through this new inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is now available wherever audiobooks are sold. Um, so go ahead and, and go after uh, that Tim Tebow book, Mission Possible. Uh, thanks for being a wonderful sponsor of the show. Um, so how does the CBA affect the Cardinals? Because I'm, I'm assuming most of you um, are Cardinal fans, obviously not my brother. He's a Cub fan, for those of you who don't know. Shout out number two to Thomas of this show. More times than I've shouted him out in my entire um, <laughs> my entire time as the host. So congratulations, Thomas. Uh, but I think that what, what this really does, it, it, it allows the Cardinals to finally, you know, it allows every team to try and get their, get their, get their free agents in order because I think the Cardinals are going to be active once this lockout is officially over once it's ratified I think the Cardinals will be active in the in the bullpen market um, I mentioned a little bit on the on the DH and there are some questions um, on the DH that I do want to I'll get to but I, I did this is a point I wanted to get with the rookie of the year draft pick mentioned that uh, a little while ago Nolan Gorman is a top prospect top three prospect no matter what ranking you look at MLB.com Baseball America whatever whatever ranking you look at Nolan Gorman is a top three prospect in the Cardinal system and what I just read to you if the top prospects are called up by opening day and they are top three in the rookie of the year or top five in MVP Cy Young then the Cardinals get a draft pick so if Nolan Gorman is called up before opening day and you let him run with the DH then the Cardinals could get draft picks if he performs like he's supposed to and gets a Rookie of the Year award finish, or at least a top three. So I'm not saying that that is, is a cause for the Cardinals to rush Nolan Gorman to the to the big leagues. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying, you know, if you have any questions, then yes, hold them back. There's no need to rush him. You have other internal options for the designated hitter. You could go external for the designated hitter. But that added incentive for the St. Louis Cardinals perspective, I think will pave the way for the Cardinals to go ahead and get Nolan Gorman Major league reps. I think he's going to have every opportunity to win the designated hitter job. Because as the team stands right now, this is without a, a Trevor Story signing. This is without without a possible Kyle Schwarber signing. Without all those different things, okay? As it stands right now, this is a pretty solid lineup. you got some depth issues. But your DH options, you could go a large Newt Bar as a DH. And Mundo Sosa, maybe not... You know, super exciting at the DH position. Nolan Gorman, as I mentioned. Juan Yepes is another man who was added to the 40-man for the wildcard game last year that just tore it up in the um, in, in the latter half of last year. So he is another option that the Cardinals could go to for the DH. So that they do have some options internally at the designated hitter. It's not just Kyle Schwarber or bust. It's not just external option or bust from the DH spot. But I do think that that added incentive from the new CBA saying, hey, if your prospect gets a top three, top five rookie of the year, then you could get draft picks. That's huge because, you know, draft picks in baseball aren't necessarily as valuable as draft picks, say, in basketball or football. Draft picks in the NBA and the NFL tend to be a little bit more, if you're number one pick, you're going to be really, really good. Obviously, there are hits and misses in any sport, but baseball, you have a lot more variables to take into account. It's such a weird, odd sport. Right, and you just have so many much, so much more unknown factors into it. So, draft picks, while they're not as valuable, in, say in the other leagues, they're still extremely valuable. There's a reason that there is a major league baseball draft. There's a reason that they have scouting departments that they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on to try and, um, and improve their teams and things of that nature. I'm not saying that it's unvaluable. 
that's the exact opposite of the point I'm trying to make. I'm saying that with those draft picks in line, if Gorman is able to produce, if you think he's going to produce at a rookie of the year quality level, then let him run with it. You might see some struggles. He struggles against lefties. He usually struggles in his first time being caught up to the major leagues. You might see some struggles. But if you just want to get him up to the major leagues and see what he can do, get him up and let him run. Let him go with it. Say, hey, this is yours. Run with it. Okay? Don't, you know, obviously have some healthy levels of, of competition in camp. Maybe you have him compete with a new bar, compete with a, um, compete with a, a Yepes or other internal options. But if you think he's ready, and he's already at camp, the minor league camp started earlier this week, if you think he's ready, then let him run with it. I think that that's a realistic option in terms of what the Cardinals could do at the DH position. Um, And I don't think that that should be just discarded. So in in other terms, looking at other areas in terms of the Cardinals and the CBA, um, the Cardinals opening day home opener is... April 7th against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I saw a tweet somewhere, forget, forgot to, to copy it down, but I wrote down the information. Only three other times that uh, the Cardinals have had opening days in the last 10, 15 years. 2011 opening day was at home, 2017, and then there's one other year that's escaping my mind. But it's going to be awesome to have the opening day, actual opening day, in Bush Stadium. Because for, for my money, home opener, the home opener at Bush Stadium is the, the best opening day in all of baseball. Arguably the best opening day in all of sports. Just the, the, the pageantry that they do, the, the Clydesdales, the, the, the everything that they do. So opening day, April 7th, players can start to report into camp. I think at the latest is Sunday. The earliest would be tomorrow once the CBA uh, becomes ratified tonight. Uh, but the, the Cardinals, I think, are going to be very active. I've talked about it a little bit. Once this lockout ends, it's going to be a frenzy like we've never seen. Like we've never seen, and we saw a frenzy right before the lockout started in December. I think we're going to see even more, even more level, higher level of a frenzy, especially with the, um, you know, we're so close to opening day, April 7th being that opening day for most teams. So it's going to be chaotic. There, there, there could be moves that are swept underneath the radar and we don't see, you know, we, we, we just forget to, to talk about them. But there are a couple of routes the Cardinals, I think, that they could go. I think that number priority number one, and I've said this before on this show, priority number one needs to be that bullpen. Because the starting rotation, in my opinion, is set with Flaherty, Wainwright, Matz, Hudson, and Michaelis. You've got some depth pieces as well behind there. But that those five are set, in my opinion. Okay? And then you've got the relievers... You've got some positive. You've got some some flash. You've got some promise in your relievers, but for for me, I still think that you need just a little bit more of a, of a solid, a little bit more solid options. You need more. You need less question marks in the in the bullpen, and you need more statements. You need more periods. You need more. This guy's going to go in there. He's going to get his three to six outs. He's going to be successful. Here we go. Okay, a Joe Kelly, a Ryan Tapera. The Cardinals are still going to need a left-handed option, um, in my opinion, with. Um, with Andrew Miller being gone. Uh, I think that Andrew Chafin, Brad Hand are good options as well. So I think that the Cardinals, and it's been reported heavily, that they're going to be aggressive in the bullpen market. And they need to be, because we've been doing this um, segment on the last couple um, last episode, uh, last couple episodes of Locked on Cardinals where you know I, I look at a segment of the Cardinals, whether it be lineup, um, starting rotation, bullpen, and I rank them in terms of the rest of the National League Central. Haven't gotten to the bullpen yet. Um, but I think that the bullpen is the weakest of any aspect of the St. Louis Cardinals. They have the best, arguably the best defense in all of baseball. 
They have arguably a top rotation within the division. They have a solid lineup, one through eight for the most part. You could argue it's a little weak at catcher and shortstop, but everywhere else is average to above average. So I think that the bullpen is going to be where the Cardinals are going to be the most active. I don't see I don't see them being super active in the trading market. I really don't. I think they're going to be active in the free agent market, and it's going to be the bullpen. Because that bullpen needs some help, whether it's a Joe Kelly or Ryan Tapera or any any other bullpen name out there. You know, maybe you could see a Trevor Story signing, maybe a Kyle Schwarber, maybe I wouldn't bank on it. You know, if if I were a betting man, I would bet on the Cardinals getting bullpen help, and I would bet on it coming sooner rather than later, especially because you don't, you know, we we don't know how aggressive everybody else is going to be in terms of the rest of the National League because. Like I said, we've got a short window here until the season starts. Players reporting in three days. You know, Sunday was the latest day they can report, the 13th. Teams are going to be aggressive. Players are going to sign quickly. So I see the Cardinals um, being aggressive in the free agent market once this lockout ends, and I see it being super aggressive in the bullpen uh, just because of the, the need for that bullpen. So let me know what you guys think. I'll take one more break here. Got plenty of questions to get through on the YouTube. I'll look at my Twitter as well to see if any um, re- replies to the tweet of, of going live or things of that nature. Um, so, so drop in your questions now if, if you haven't already. I hope to get to most of them. We got plenty of time. Still got 10, 15 minutes before I got to wrap this thing up. Uh, so drop in your questions uh, either on Twitter um, or you can drop them in on, on the YouTube comments as well. So um, f- fire away for any questions or comments you have about Cardinals related or anything else about the lockout. Uh, but before I get to answering those questions, I want to tell you about the most delicious tasting protein bar out there. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and that is a built bar. Built bars are bars that are covered 100% in chocolate but still have incredible health benefits because most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you're trying to stay healthy but you still want, you still have a little bit of a sweet tooth like me, I have a bit of a sweet tooth, get yourself some built bars. Replace your candy bars with built bars. It's an incredible replacement. They also have incredible built puffs. Puffs are a fan favorite because they're protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. You can find all of these at Built.com. There are tons of flavors to choose from for these Built bars. Mint brownie, coconut, double chocolate is my favorite, coconut almond, and more. Built.com has tons of limited-time flavors. The flavor of the month last month was white chocolate cookies and cream. Head over to Built.com today to see all the flavors available. And you can use promo code LOCKED15. That is promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will ever need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Don't spend up to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for each and every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, let's go ahead and get to the question, comment, 
uh, the, the question and answer portion of the show. It's going to be super exciting. I'm excited to answer some of these questions. We're going to start at the beginning. I'll display them if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to, this is the first comment we got. Hunter Landstrom saying, let's go. Super excited for, for baseball to be back. I am too. Uh, also, Craig Morris saying, let's go. Appreciate you guys tuning in and commenting because it is an exciting time. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Tonster Tube saying, Trevor Story, you are a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, Tube that... I, Part of me hopes hopes are right because that would be a big upgrade of the St. Louis Cardinal lineup. But I think that the Cardinals lineup really needs a left-handed presence. That's why I think Nolan Gorman is a good option. That's why I think Kyle Schwarber is a good external option because outside of the two switch hitters and Dylan Carlson and Tommy Edmond, you don't really have a true left-handed hitter in the lineup. In fact, you don't have a left-handed hitter in the lineup as it stands right now. So I think that the Cardinals, if they do go and get a bat, and they and they might, don't get me wrong, they very well might go get a bat. But I think, like I said, they're going to be focused in the reliever market and getting some arms. Uh, but if they do get a bat, I believe it will be left-handed and one that can play or one that can fulfill the, the, the DH position uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Cash Nelson, when does free agency start? I answered this a little while ago, but thought I'd come back to it. Uh, it started as soon as the new CBA is ratified. I mean, we're seeing a lot of players on uh, Twitter put their profile pictures back. It's not just a blank gray screen anymore. So that's a good thing, but it should be ratified momentarily if it hasn't been already, but I just haven't seen anything on Twitter say it is yet or not trying to go back and forth. So it'll start very soon. And when it starts, as I mentioned, it'll be a frenzy. A question from my brother, do the Cardinals go after DH? Are there resign, not resign, resign Carpenter or go after Albert? Schwarber also a popular one with, 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 if they were banning the shift this year, I'd go after Carpenter. <laughs> I think that he could you know, be, be successful without the shift. Navapool's reunion is one that could be you know, a fan favorite. I don't know how realistic it is, again, just because of how right-handed heavy that lineup already is. And if you're going to sign Albert Pujols, yeah, he showed some promise in L.A., but he's going to have to take a reduced role. Because if you do sign him, I still think you only get him for a, you know, a left-handed bench bat option or uh, somebody to hit against left-handers I should say because he had some really good numbers against left-handed pitching last year both with the Angels and with the Dodgers so it could be an option to to if you're going to get him just make it a make it known that he's not going to play 162 he might not even play 150 he might play 100 if that maybe play all the home games and rest on the road so Albert could be an option I don't see it as a very likely one um but we'll 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 see. I think that the Cardinals would like more likely to go after Kyle Schwarber or, like I said, uh, just leave the DH alone and uh, and just go with an internal option from the DH. Um, Kyle McDaniel said, hot take. Cards get Albert for DH. We win the World Series. Yadi, Wayno, and Albert all retired together with the ring. That's how you write it up. That would be a storybook ending, to say the least, you know, this I think it's going to be a great swan song already as it stands right now for Wainwright and Molina. You know, they're their last year together. They've said they're retiring. They said they're done. So it's set up that way. You know, Oliver Marmol, the new Cardinals manager, has said, hey, this is a championship season or else it's a disappointment type season. So I think the Cardinals are going to do everything they can to make sure that it is a championship type team to win. You know, to, they're going to put their championship team on the on the field. If they think Albert does that, then, then maybe Albert is able to do that. Um, but I just... I'm not sure if Albert's the, the way to go about that, but we'll, we, we'll see. Uh, Mindy Smith, Bob, comes in with a question. They need to be active early and often, get a stronger bullpen long haul. Who do you like in the bullpen, who the Cardinals have now, and who to go after? I'm really high on Cody Whitley internally. Um, 
not saying as a closer, um, but I think that he's somebody that, that could put up good numbers. Obviously, you, you got to be really high on Giovanni Gallegos and Hennessy Cabrera still. It'll be interesting to see how the how the Alex Reyes situation folds out as well as Jordan Hicks because both have expressed interest in starting. I, I don't see them being, I don't see them getting starters reps to start. If, if, if they do, then I don't see them cracking the top five unless we see an injury. Uh, but I think that uh, I'm excited for Giovanni Gallegos to continue his reign. I think he's one of the underrated dominant relievers in the game today. Cardinals need a left-handed reliever badly. Uh, they were able to re-sign TJ McFarlane, which is a big get. He was a double-play machine last year. But I still think you need another lefty in that bullpen. Um, but regardless, whoever they get, whether it's righty, lefty, whatever it is, it needs to be a veteran presence because you don't have a lot of that in the bullpen right now. Giovanni Gallegos is arguably the most veteran guy in there. Ryan Helsley as well is in that category. Been there three, four years. But if Joe Kelly or Ryan Tapero I'll answer that, those questions in just a little while. Um, but I think the Cardinals need to get a veteran presence. In, in that bullpen. So uh, Hunter Landstrom comes in again with the question, Joe Kelly to the cards, question mark. Joe Kelly, and the Locked On Dodgers talked about this in another show within the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, talked about um, he, him wanting to return to the Dodgers. So I think that the Cardinals going after Joe Kelly would be a great get. I think that that would be a, a perfect fit for the for both Joe Kelly and the Cardinals, Joe Kelly can return to the place he started. The Cardinals get a veteran reliever in that bullpen to help shore it up, especially once they lost Luis Garcia to the Padres. Right before the lockout ended, they get a right-hander. I think it'd be great. I don't know if it's going to happen, once again, because I, I do think that there's interest for Joe Kelly to return to the Dodgers. So we'll see. Uh, but again, that would be a huge, huge get um, for, for the Cardinals, in my opinion. Because as it stands right now, They've got Steven Matz, and that was a solid pickup. I liked that move a lot. That was that was a plus move from the Cardinals front office standpoint, but it cannot be the only move. So if they were able to get Joe Kelly in addition to that, that would be huge. Um, so it's unlikely, though, because they do think he's more likely to return to the Dodgers or somewhere that is likely going to pay him a little bit more than the Cardinals are willing to. Mike was 100%. Yeah, he's good to go. He, he, he didn't have any setbacks in the offseason. He'll be good, uh, but, but he's going to be the starter. Um, Scott Woodrow says most of the agents are probably signed, in quotation marks, signed already. Might be true. Might not be true. We'll never know. Um, <laughs> tampering is a sticky subject, so I'm going to avoid it. Uh, but CJ is awesome, says Ryan Tapera will soon be a Cardinal. I think that'd be great. I, I think Ryan Tapera is, is a great, great option. Uh, if you can't get Craig Kimbrell, maybe a little bit of a cheaper option. Somebody that has pitched within the division, had a little bit of success in the division when he was with the Cubs, as well as had a little success with the White Sox um, when he when he was traded. Um, but I think that, you know, he, he would be a really good option, just a matter of if the Cardinals are able to afford him. Um, but they're likely to afford him more than they're able to afford Joe Kelly. Uh, but still, uh, we will see what, what the Cardinals do and if they're able to, um, what they're able to, to get together, whether it's righty, lefty. Uh, I'll see what other questions we've got. Um, another question about Albert here, the great Holsby says, do you see a chance Albert comes back just to DH for us? Yeah, I think there's there's a chance. Um, there, there's definitely, there, there's always a chance, you know, like they say in Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> uh, but that would be more for ticket sales, I think, than anything else. I think that there are a lot of different options that the Cardinals could do that is more... Um, that, that would benefit the team more than signing Albert Pujols. Would I love to see Albert and Cardinal Red again? Absolutely. But is it is it actually improving the team 
to win a division title to win a championship. That that you know what I mean. It, it's a balance of those two things. Um, I'll finish up uh, with this other one from CJ is awesome. Lucas, either Brad Hand or Andrew Chafin to replace Andrew Miller. Totally agree. Andrew Chafin, another person that was a Chicago Cub, had success in the division. That would be a character. <laughs> He's got the, the 70s style mustache and the big big hair. He would be a character in the Cardinals uh, clubhouse. I would love to see Andrew Chafin being interviewed by Jim Hayes. I think that would just be absolutely hysterical. But I do agree the Cardinals need a lefty to replace Andrew Miller. And again, not that Andrew Miller was, was lights out or incredible as a Cardinal, but just simply as a body needs to be replaced. And, uh, you know, Andrew Miller was... He was fine as a Cardinal. I'll say that. He you know wasn't 2017 Andrew Miller, but he also wasn't terrible and couldn't get an out Andrew Miller. We saw the best of both worlds, I think. So uh, that'll do it. Appreciate you guys coming in with those questions on YouTube. Pretty good viewing for the first time going live. I'm super excited. I'm super pumped uh, for this baseball season. I cannot wait. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for, for tuning in live today. Uh, we'll... We're, we're going to see if we're able to do this again. The Cardinals, maybe if they make a couple extra signings, they'll go live again. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you want to stay locked in or stay locked on, you can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. It's going to be chaotic, fast. Uh, the definition of a free agent frenzy is coming once the CBA is ratified. Um and I'm going to end with this tweet from Jeff Passan. Owners have ratified the new collective bargaining agreement. A source tells ESPN baseball is officially back. That is wonderful. Evan Drellich tweeting out that they voted to ratify the new CBA 30-0. to zero. So free agency has officially started. It could be a crazy chaotic frenzy and you can be sure that I'll be locked on every single moment of it here on Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. It's going to be a fun 2022 baseball season. I will end with the way I started it by saying the three most wonderful words that I can think of right now. Baseball is back. Stay safe, stay well, have a fantastic day.